Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on 1180 WFYL. My name is Susan Rocco, and every week I have the pleasure of sitting down with some women in the area that are willing to come in and share with us their story and how they uh, became the entrepreneurs that they are. Um, if you are listening and you have an interest in coming onto the program and share with us what your business is doing, I would love to hear from you. So please give me a call at 215-313-5561 or feel free to shoot me an email to srocco233 at gmail. Today's guest is a wonderful lady who is um, not only very busy doing a lot of different things, uh, but she's from the area, and I'm thrilled to have her in the studio today. So please welcome Jennifer Sherlock, who is president of Jenna Communications. Thanks. Hi, Susan. Thanks Hi. for having me. Thank you for coming in. I'm, I'm so happy we could finally do this. Um, I, I'd love to hear about your years at Medford, New Jersey. I'd love to hear a, a lot about your growing up years and, and what you did before you became um, so successful in your your pedia, your pedia, your media and your <laughs> PR and your marketing. That's a little combo yeah. combination word. <laughs> I just made um, up a new word. I like it. I grew up there from probably when I was about. I'm not sure how old you are in the first grade. Seven, six, six or seven. So yeah. from there. Um, until I was 22, my parents sold the house. So when I graduated from Villanova that summer, I remember closing the door and saying, when one door closes, another opens. That's what I said to my sister when um, my parents were selling the house. So we were upset because we grew up on a lake. It was lovely. Oh, nice. It was really nice. Um, at the time, because I went to high school at Bishop Eustace in Pensacola, which is close to Philadelphia, Medford was considered the boondocks miles away you know my friends mostly lived in cherry hill new jersey and right. thought who would go to medford you know but now so many more people live out there and the promenade shops opened up on 73 and more and more people even live past that in Voorhees and berlin so it's not considered the boondocks anymore is that is uh, would you go over the Chaconi bridge to get to medford you can yes you can. okay because just to get my bearings i've never been to medford oh you but haven't no it's no a lot of trees and a lot of lakes it's nice i mean it's it's not like Cherry Hill or I would say it's it's just what is it called the the wood barons of New oh, Jersey the um pine barons pine barons, pine pine barons, barons. of New Jersey you never want to yeah. get lost in the pine no. barons no so no. I mean, we grew up with the ticks and the snakes and <laughs> it kind of looked like Friday the 13th I used to go to a, a W um a YMCA camp and I know that everyone would say you know Friday the 13th was shot here there's just a lot of canoeing and lakes and yeah. trees and we did live in Medford Lakes a short time but that was just renting a house while our house in Medford was built but they're both next to each other the public schools are Shawnee Lenape okay. um, I'm the youngest of four so I chose to go to private school I didn't have to I remember my mom asking me and I kind of followed the lead That's of great. everyone I, I tell me about your experience there because I have a daughter graduated uh, Mount St. Joe which is an all-girls academy and okay I, I thought it was wonderful it was great. I loved it. It prepares you for college because you have breaks throughout the day called prep times. Um, it was like a mini Villanova where I went next, but I loved it. I learned a lot. I would say, you know, if it, when I do have kids one day, I would send kids to a private school as well. I can't really pinpoint why you may not get the diversity that you get at other schools, but I would just say for the most part, kids are well behaved. You know, they're taught to kind of focus on being a leader, that next step, I think their slogan still is tradition is that of a winner. So it was very goal oriented. Everyone goes to college. Not one person doesn't go to college. So that it was a co-ed private it school. It was co-ed. Oh, okay. Yes. Did they call that an interact school? It wasn't always. I believe it was an all boys school at first oh, before okay. it became co-ed. Not positive though, but I believe so. I think it was just like Villanova, all boys at one time because when my dad went to Villanova, it was all boys and then became co-ed. So I think it was the same. It wasn't all girls, but we, we would still go to St. Joe's prep mixers and that sort of thing because the girls would like to meet 
Right. The boys over the bridge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a brother-sister school. <laughs> yeah. So. so what kinds of activities were you involved in in high school? I did cheerleading and track, and I still run to this day. It's my one Saturday. I always have to work out. Even if it's six days a week, it's a religion to me. I have to do it. Otherwise, I just don't feel normal because I'm running around all the time. But I think that's what got me into it. I liked cross country better than the sprints. So there was the Cooper River behind Bishop Eustis, and that's about 3.6 miles. We would run that. And I remember my friend and I would reward ourselves with a Snickers or something bad. <laughs> but that's run to, in order to eat candy. Yeah. I believe the running kind of drives you. So then from there, we would do this like 5.5 mile run. And now I've done the Broad Street Run for 10 years. I've done... Half marathons, not a full marathon, but I did a Tough Mudder last year. I'm doing another Tough Mudder oh, this year. Tough Mudder so is... So hard. I, I swear I'd never do it is. again. And I'm doing it again. I signed Good up and created you. a team. But I think it helps people drive with their passion. I think it just proves you. A lot of people say, oh, they can't do it. They can't make that run. But I think it's mental. I think once you do it, you can always do it. That's what I feel. But I did cheerleading as well in high school. I did basketball in grade school. But when I went to Villanova, I just... I had known I wanted to be in TV, so my college essay was being the next Barbara Walters. And oh, good. That was my goal, and I was a weird student. I wasn't the type that, you know, just wanted to... I was very, you only live once, you know, let's do go to spring break, let's go study abroad in Australia. I was like that, but at the same time, I couldn't wait to work. So I couldn't wait to get out of Villanova, which is odd, because I have interns now and people that say it's the best time of their lives, but... Right. Well, that, that no. you had an ambition then at a, at a young age. I did, very much so. Did your mom work out of the house? She didn't, actually. My dad was an entrepreneur. My mom did used to work at RCA, and then my dad kind of scooped her up and said, you know, you're going to be a homemaker. <laughs> scooped <laughs> her up. But now she's bored, and she wants to work for me and do all these sort oh, of things. Oh, there you go. That would be but great. it was my dad, I think, and his entrepreneurship, and they're both in their 70s. I'm the youngest of four again, so... Yes. Um, my dad's retired now. He still helps my oldest brother with his business. It was manufacturing. Okay. But I think if I get any work ethic, it's from my dad. My dad was always driving us to, you know, get good grades. My my next brother up, he was in minor league baseball. He made it up to AAA. So my dad was focused on him. He was always focused on making us leaders instead of followers. Yeah. You know? No, that's a great thing. And, yeah. when, and when you have your own business, you, you kind of never leave it. You know, you're always working it and you're working it because you want it to be successful. Exactly. That's a great example. Yeah. Tell me, um, what was your first job out of school? In school, in college, I waitressed down the shore in Stone Harbor, the bread and cheese cover at Stone Harbor Pizza. I was a waitress. Then a, another, it's called Sunset Bay at the time, a restaurant in North Wildwood. So I did work throughout school. And then I bartended towards the end of Villanova. And I loved that because I was actually making money. Right. I remember thinking all the cash I was getting. Um, but going down the shore that summer when I was 22, besides bartending, I was bartending at Villanova and in Avalon. I dropped tapes off at NBC 40 every week and I was so persistent. I still talk to the general manager. She's not the GM anymore, but she was. And she would always tell everyone the story. I wouldn't take no for an answer because I had two internships at Villanova, one at Channel 6 and one at Channel 17, which helped me get a tape together. And because, as you know, they would say, you know, your resume is the tape. It doesn't matter about the piece of paper. Right, right. So I would um, constantly drop it off on the way down, wear a suit and talk to her secretary and give her the tape. And she would push it back and say, we don't take unsolicited tapes. And I would say, I want to meet with her now. I have to <laughs> meet with her now. Good yeah. um, I was always pushed away, but then one time in August, I'll never forget, Jane Stark was her name. She called me and she said, you know, I'm going to bring you in. You know, she, I forget her secretary's name. Keep saying, you know, you won't go away. So I am. Um, <laughs> You're like a little me. bug. You I just was. keep. Well, that's so what I they say works. is key. Yes. I definitely do. Excellent. It, I still work on it, you know, but I think if you really want something, you'll be persistent at all times. It's sometimes now being a business owner and selling, you have to kind of. Be a little careful. There's a fine line. You don't want to be right. overbearing. Right. Because right. then they'll just think you're a pest. Right. But I think in news and that aspect, it gets your foot in the door. And she did bring me in. And I guess from just talking with me, she hired me as a reporter right away. So I was so excited. I'm like, wow. wow. With no experience. No. Wow. But it gets better. Then two weeks later, I was supposed to start. Well, I did start the week after Labor Day in 2001. And... Um, she called me before that and she said, I looked at your tape, which this is completely odd. I don't know why she didn't look at it before. She said, you're horrible. You're terrible. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, so I'm not going to hire you as a reporter, but I'll, I'll have you on the assignment desk and then train you. And I was still persistent because that was in September. By November, I had my first package on air and everyone was impressed. And then from there, I, you know, 
probably went from reporting to three days a week to five days a week. And then in six months, she promoted me to Morning Anchor. So um, it was good, but I would never have thought I had my own business. I never had aspirations to. I only just wanted to be on TV. So yeah. it's kind of odd the way everything happened. Yeah. But I don't regret it at all. Yeah. No, well, don't, I mean, they say there's going to be a lot of people that tell you you can't do something, right? Yeah. And, and th- that's just going to motivate you more. Totally. I'm, I remember my mom told me I can't be a reporter. And I was like, why? Oh, you're not tough enough. I mean, I proved her wrong, obviously. She didn't mean it in a negative <laughs> way, but I guess she just thought it wasn't for me. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do this. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's great. Tell me, I, I mean, obviously, you, you know, you, you're persist- you have really what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And, and those things are all great. Tell me some of the things that maybe you struggle with, um, some of the challenges for you on a day-to-day basis that kind of keep, sure. keep you motivated and energized. Definitely time management because sometimes I'm all over the place. Like from here, I'm going back to Old City. Then I believe I have to go to Newtown Square later. So sometimes it's time management and trying to manage all of the emails and manage my full-time employee, my part-time employee, and then my interns trying to just make sure they're doing the work because I'm not always there. I'm running around and I'm trying to grow my business. So I'm not always in the office with them. Right. So I'm constantly on them. I would just say I struggle with time management, what to focus on. Um, I think I've never been diagnosed, but I probably have a little bit of ADD, which I think is a good thing being a business owner. But at times I think I might be focusing on something that I shouldn't be giving priority to. Sometimes I hang on to the little things, whether it's an email or, you know, things I should probably not do instead of doing this document or this press release or this, you know, I think sometimes I focus too much on little things and not the ones that need the most important. I eventually get it all done, but right. I just find myself kind of all over the place. Well, I think it's hard, don't you? I mean, you might wake up with a, you know, um, a very organized day. This is what I'm going to do. But stuff comes at you all the time. All the time. Yes. People call, they want my attention. And I try yeah. to give everyone that one-on-one attention. I mean, I like people, so it's not difficult. But sometimes I get overwhelmed because my phone's blowing up and this email is coming in or say I have four malls as clients say there was something critical that happened there and it's breaking news and I have to pull over with my computer and write a press release. So sometimes that happens. Right. But, um, overall I wouldn't trade it for the world even on those bad days. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask me why, but I I wouldn't. It's exciting. It It is. It's really exciting. All the different things you're doing. Um, we're actually going to take a short break and, uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little more specifically about all the things that you are doing. Thank you. Town to Philadelphia. It's News Talk 1180 WFYL. Is your online store cluttering your house and garage with your product? Does it require you to spend all your free time shipping packages, leaving you no time to work with new customers or develop new marketing initiatives? Now is the time to free up your space and time and let ABC Fulfillment provide you with cost effective warehousing, order processing, and shipping for your products. Our 20,000-square-foot warehouse is conveniently located in Ambler, PA. ABC Fulfillment is a 100% woman-owned and operated business and has helped many small and mid-sized businesses solve their warehousing and order processing problems. We pride ourselves on our attention to detail as well as our excellent customer service. When you call us, you will always speak with someone who can help you solve your problem and not be asked to leave a message. Our personal touch and expertise separates us from the rest. Last year, we shipped over 150,000 packages for our customers, including order processing and shipping for the Jill Steals and Deals segment of the Today Show, saving our customers both time and money. If you would like to spend more time finding new products to sell, reaching new customers, and marketing your products, now is the time to call ABC Fulfillment. Please call 215-628-3154 and ask for Eileen or Lisa to help you get started. At Bluebell Physical Therapy, our goal is to get you back in the game, back to work, and back to your normal way of life. Our highly respected team provides preventative and rehabilitation services from everyday physical and occupational therapy to post-operative rehab of your knees, shoulders, or spine. Bluebell Physical Therapy focuses on achieving each patient's maximum level of recovery. Bluebell Physical Therapy, the treatment you need for the therapist you trust.
News Talk 1180 WFYL, streaming live at 1180WFYL.com. Hey everybody, we're back in the studio with Jennifer Sherlock, who is president of Jenna Communications. My name is Susan Rocco, and we are here at 1180 WFYL with another week of Women to Watch. So um, let's get right back into um, some of the different things that you're doing, Jennifer. Um, In addition to running this communications company, which is public relations and marketing, um, that's a ton of work. Um, You've also done and still do some reporting. And um, I thought maybe we would talk about, um, there was a time when you did, did something with phillytophilly.com, which is an online magazine. Tell me about what you did for them. Sure. phillytophilly.com is great. It's an online magazine. My friend I actually went to high school with, he's the owner of it. I would say it's very community-oriented. That's what makes it different than affiliate.com per se, because it's very local. The writers write so well and they take the time to interview people they have the time because it's a boutique type magazine so the reporters have time to get out there and do the interviews and take the time to get to know someone so I feel like it's your local tv channel kind of online magazine even you know just small town you know it's just very I always explain to him it's very personal I think that's the biggest thing um but anyway when it started I did something called yo philly um, and we would just go out and, and do short segments. It was fun. We would talk about entertainment, what's going on downtown, what's going on in the surrounding areas. It was so much fun. And then they ended up getting, I guess, going away with that. And at that point, I started doing Comcast Sportsnet um, harness racing. So I was doing um, reporting for that down at Harris Chester every week. So I still kept my foot in the door with, with TV when I came to Philadelphia, even though I had my own business, because Yo Philly was probably, I would say, once a month or so. And then Comcast Sportsnet's um, Harness Racing was once a week. We shot it on Wednesdays. It aired on Saturdays on Sportsnet. And then from there, Proper Hockey started um, last year. When I was a full-time TV reporter and anchor, I would go and interview with John Gorchow, who's the general manager of... Um, WMCN now but he used to be the GM of CN8 so when I used to go for interviews that's how I knew him and we had a relationship and he said I would love to have a female on this hockey show it needs a female presence because it's all men so that's how that started last year and again it's just once a week so it doesn't take a lot of time for my business it's at night now did you have to have a back a sp- I mean sports um I, I yeah, broadcasting yes. you have to have a knowledge of yes names I'm still learning stats, yeah. yes I have to learn how to pronounce everything correctly I practice a lot before the show to make sure I say it right because people know us they'll tweet at you they'll tell you what you did wrong <laughs> oh I'm sure <laughs> so, I always have to uh, stay up to par on it although I'm still learning I would love I always say I would love to have my sister's brain with, with sports because she's so well with every single sport she knows everything that's going on in baseball football hockey um so I'm still learning yeah no, but you have a brother who, I, who plays yes, major league baseball he or minor played league? he played minor league up until triple a okay. he never fully made it a lot of his friends did um that he went to UVA with he had a baseball scholarship to UVA so um his friends like Javier Lopez play for the San Francisco Giants and have World Series rings, and I'm sure he's jealous of it. But, you know, <laughs> I guess life happens, and um, now he's in commercial real estate. But, um, but yeah, I grew up with a sports family. My dad would always take us to the Phillies games, hockey games, Eagles games. The one sport we didn't go, we did go sometimes, but not as much, is uh, basketball. Oh, I love basketball. I love basketball, I love college too. Every basketball. time I go to 76 Rivers games, they're so fun. I don't know yeah. why they don't get the audience as much as the other sports do. Yeah. You know, Villanova beat Rutgers last night. Yeah. I was thrilled. It is exciting. <laughs> it is. I love going back. I don't go back as often, but I have been back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tell me about this This um, WMCN. Did you do some other reporting for them other than the proper hockey? No. No. Okay, no, so this is going to be something year. new. They started with programming. It was just infomercials for so long. Even when I was a reporter down in Atlantic City, that's where MCM was located. Now they're in Cherry Hill. But um, it was all infomercials back then. They didn't really have much news. And then John kind of came in to transform the station, make specific programming, make certain shows. Um, and then there's a news element, too. I think they're still growing and branding it. Yeah. It's still pretty new. They seem to have a, a nice mix. They right do. Now of they have a lot of, I would say, familiar faces, but old newsies from the Philadelphia market. Well, Don Tollefson exactly. was actually my 
communications professor. Where? At Villanova. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I didn't know. He wasn't there when I was there. No, well, you're a lot younger uh, than me. Does yeah. he still teach? I, I don't think so. He's doing the, um, what is it, uh, Friends, Tolly's Friends? Yes. A, a kid show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he That's was my funny. teacher. Isn't that funny? I had an old broadcaster at Villanova, too, but he was ancient. He was probably 70s or 80s when I was there. He was a nice guy. I don't remember his name, but he would talk about his glory days, but his glory right. days were probably in the... 50s or 60s. It's <laughs> funny. Hopefully he's not listening. I know, we right? don't know who he is. I don't remember. Oh, um, let's talk about So you founded your business in 2007? 2007. Okay. I created my How LLC. did that come about? So I was a reporter anchor in Atlantic City. Then the same. I still, my goal was to be 25 in Philly on air. Being a millionaire, I'm still working on that. But um, I had big goals. And at the time, you know, TV news, I was talking to you. Um, someone that works at the Annenberg School of Communication at Penn yesterday, and he sent me an article that says TV news has changed in 20 years. I think it's changed in less than 10. Um, only because at that time when I first started my career, I mean, there were still news anchors making million or plus. I remember reading an article on Alicia Lane at the time. She just came to Philly, and she was probably making like at least 800000 And um, so people could still make it big, and it, you know. Um, and then, so my goal anyway, was still that big goal to go to Philly, but I went, um, I knew I needed more live shot experience in Atlantic city. My anchoring was live, but not my reporting. So I went to Fox in Harrisburg and that was like the Harrisburg, Lancaster, York County counties area. Um, and, and we also went, there for, yes, yes. And I lived there for three years. Um, we also did, we sometimes went out to Penn state. I mean, it was a huge area. It was a huge, it was five counties in PA. And um, I was still wanted to stay close to the market because my goal was to, to still get into Philadelphia and be in Philadelphia. And um, so I did. You know, I was out there reporting live. I did some amazing stories that got me national coverage. I mean, amazingly sad stories. I had the Amish school shootings and mm. so many sad things. But people would always say, what are you doing, the cow tipping out there? I said, no, there's some really serious incidents that happen out here. It's a big drug trafficking area because of Route 22 or 222. Oh, I didn't know that. From Reading. Yeah. Wow. Um, and 83, they would always say, I mean, we were always doing you know hard-hitting news not just there was obviously fun stories but like any community has well, there's but uh, there's serious news everywhere exactly you know i mean that might be a rural kind of a rural, area, rural area but, but there was things serious are going news. on yes exactly and um so from there i was probably like 27 and a half or so and i still just decided to take a risk leave my sister was a lawyer out in devon and i convinced her to move to the city with me where i live now in the art museum area and um, I tried out for a traffic gig and I got it on the CW Philly. Um, so I didn't have any regrets. I said, you know, I didn't have a job when I left Fox, but, you know, I got one. So, well, yeah, I are mean, meant especially to be. in this industry, you have to start out somewhere and you have to do little things before you get, you exactly. know, exactly. I the didn't big want time. to do traffic at all. But Susan Schiller, the news director, said, you know, we'll start you in traffic, then make you a reporter. But it was just per diem. And then I, I started doing um, this online video. So, vlogs or video blogs started becoming bigger mm -hmm. 2007 2008 and this this guy asked me to do like online videos for him and I thought that was cool I'm like wow my stuff can be seen internationally so I took that job and I was also doing PR for him but it was a startup but regardless that so between the traffic and that we went to New York for an always on conference and I interviewed this guy when I came back um, to this area I got a LinkedIn message from one of his marketing girls that said, you know, we want to bring you in for an interview. And I thought, why not? I'm always checking out things. Like, I never close an opportunity. So I went, and they said I could, you know, they. I remember Ami Gassar was my boss. He said, you know what, do you want to do? And I said everything. Like, I want to do business development, sales, TV, PR, travel. And he, he said I'd be doing a lot of traveling. I could do anything I want, wanted. And that was really the big game changer for me. Um, it was Advanta Bank in Springhouse. I took the job. It was double what I was making. In TV, people think you make a lot in TV, but not off the bat. Right. And um, and it was very entrepreneurial. So Advanta Bank treated our marketing team um, like the innovation team. We would just come up with our own business ideas, our own businesses, do our own websites, do everything ourselves. Advanta would fund it. They were sort of like our VC. Wow. And they would um, fund it. We would travel the country. We had a site called ideablob.com where we gave entrepreneurs with the best business idea $10,000 of seed money just to start their business. But we wouldn't vote. The online community would vote. And we would travel whether I the winner was that. in California. Yeah. <laughs> and I would travel and I would do the PR. So I would call, write the press release, then call the news stations and the magazines, blogs, newspapers, and have them come out to the event. We would usually have it at a bar, give a big publisher clearinghouse check, but that was the best job I ever had. 
I mean, I loved TV, but I remember thinking, wow, like this is my first corporate job. I should have done this a long time ago because I got to do everything. And I was involved with the startup community in Philadelphia a lot. Every startup program, whether it's Dream Adventures or any type of um, the Philly startup leaders, everything entrepreneurial I was a part of. And I started getting into entrepreneurship and loving it and seeing how all these people were doing it. But during, um, so I created my LLC in 2007. Don't even know why. I was just doing it with my brother one day. Never had aspirations. When I took the job with Advan, it was probably 2008. Um, 2009, the company went bankrupt. But before that had happened, a couple guys I had known from Villanova asked me to do what they said, you know, you're doing PR. We see all your stuff you're doing for Idea Blob and blah, blah. These local events we would put on. They said, you know, can you do a media VIP night and PR event? For us, we're opening a new bar downtown called the Franklin Mortgage and Investment Company. And I said, sure. You know, I have this LLC I never did anything with. And, you know, I'm doing it. Why, why can't I do it for them? And I did. And I we did great. I mean, we packed the place with every type of media possible. We had um, a friends and family night. We had a meeting night, a VIP night where we invite just influencers, have an open bar. We had DeBruno Brothers cater it red carpet, hired a photographer, Huey Dillon's the big photographer oh, downtown yeah. everyone yeah. wants to be a part of and, and know and be in his blog. And um, and I loved it. That's when I knew this is really what I want to do. And um, from there, once you get that first check, you get confidence. And then I got another couple of clients. And then by the time I got laid off that summer, so that was in April or May, because this year will be four years completely with having my own business and growing. Um, but I got laid off in July, but I never looked back because those couple checks and those couple clients gave me confidence. And then I knew I could do this. Right. But it's really if I didn't take that risk and go off on my own, I would never have known. But it was perfect timing because with the recession, it was a bank. The whole company went bankrupt. But, it, you know, if I could do it in the recession when everyone was losing their job, I think that's a good sign. Definitely. Now, who I mean, that's, you know, doing having those connections. And um, obviously, you're a very good speaker and you're a writer. Um, that all comes naturally to you. But setting your business up as a business, um, knowing what to charge, how to, you know, cover your costs and all the bookkeeping and how did you do that? How I'm did you handle that? still a work in progress. I use QuickBooks and I love it, but it, my first year, year and a half, maybe even two, I didn't use it. I don't know how, but, um, but I got QuickBooks probably a year and a half ago or so and I love it. I'm obsessed with it, but it is hard. I hate doing invoices. I hate numbers, but I have to do them if I want to get paid. Yeah, you do. But it's difficult because I'm still learning. I'm still learning to run expenses through it. So I'm good with, you know, putting my invoices in there and, and then when I get the checks, um, kind of putting them in the receivable section. But as far as my expenses, I still need to work on that. My accountant will kill me, but um, I do keep my expenses in an envelope. But other than that, it's difficult. Um, I do have overhead. I do have one full-time employee, one part-time employee. And then a lot of services I use to, to distribute press releases are annual charges for me, something called Meltwater News I use. I have an email marketing system, a monitoring system, so if I get my client on the news, I can pull the TV clip and share it on social media. So I do have overhead, but I'm still a work in progress. Um, I It's kind of a guessing game on what to charge. I take the amount of hours and kind of back it into the amount of work, but it's honestly a guessing game. I survive on retainers. Uh, I have friends that have PR companies. They kind of charge like a law firm. They do retainers plus hourly billing. And, right, right. and I wouldn't mind getting to that point someday I don't think mm -hmm. I'm there yet right but um but they're trying to teach me you know that I should be having hourly sheets at, you know to do hourly billing on top of the retainers kind of treating it like a law firm but I don't as of now it, unless it's a project which would be typically about three months or you know sometimes a one-time event or sometimes people just hire me to write a press release and distribute it um but for the most part I survive by getting people on annual so they pay me monthly for a year Okay. I do your contracts. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You're doing. I mean, you're traveling. Yeah, traveling is a huge expense. It is. So um, I'm still. I'm a work in progress. I haven't perfected it yet, but I well, hope I to get there. Yeah, you're. I think you're headed in the right direction. Um, we're going to take another quick break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to wrap things up with Jennifer Sherlock, who is president of Jenna Communications. News Talk 1180 WFYL. Streaming live at 1180WFYL.com. Want your home to look great for company from out of town? Moving to a new place? Or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean. So why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? 
Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for you. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie spray mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. Founded in Philadelphia 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow into the number one cleaning tool company in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, and other fine retailers near you. If you have separation or divorce in your current situation or future plans, you will not be alone in this journey when you hire divorce coach Sheila Brennan. She will guide you and provide important information about the process as well as personal support. With Sheila's help, you learn the skills and strategies to effectively manage your divorce. As your divorce coach, Sheila answers your questions, provides priceless advice, and offers the assistance you'll need in this uncertain and emotional time in your life. For a complimentary discovery session with Sheila, call 610-687-1414. That's 610-687-1414. Or find Sheila at BrennanDivorceCoach.com. In today's marketplace, with the number of devices being used to access information online, it's more important than ever to have a web presence, no matter what industry you are in. Click Canyon is a local marketing agency that is focused on providing online marketing strategies and solutions for small businesses. Successful businesses realize the power of not only being found when searched for, but to also communicate with their potential customers and turn them into recurring business. Click Canyon helps small businesses click to be found connect through conversation, and convert to paying customers. To connect with us, call 484-265-1064 or find us at clickcanyon.com. What woman out there is not tired of the department store shopping experience? Unkept dressing rooms, no customer service, and never being able to find the right size? This is your answer. Come shop with us. We are best dressed, and we are the most exciting new way to shop the beautiful private label of W by Worth. If you're tired of wearing only 20% of your clothing 80% of the time, wardrobe building is a must, and we can show you how to do that and save money. Best Dressed is a business that offers a luxury brand of clothing that will forever be in your closet and always your favorite thing to wear. For the absolute best customer service, easy purchasing and returns, personal custom fitting, and shopping when it's most convenient for you, please contact Best Dressed at 215-266-5680. And be sure to view the spring collection at wbyworth.com. From Willow Grove to Westchester, Pottstown to Philadelphia, it's News Talk 1180 WFYL. Welcome back. We are in the studio today with um, Jennifer Sherlock of Jenna Communications, and we're talking all about um, reporting and TV and public relations, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, something that um, Jennifer got into recently was um, a new partnership with Jessica Billings, who is Miss Pennsylvania. I'd love to hear about how that came about and what, what kinds of things you're doing for her. Yes, well, Debbie Getz and I met at a Novo event a few years ago at the Marion Cricket Club. I was the uh, panelist, per se, or keynote speaker at the event, and she was she was on a panel, so I kind of fielded the questions to the panel so this young group of women entrepreneurs could, could learn what there is to do to get buzz about their business. So I was kind of up there asking local news anchors, reporters, and prominent people like Debbie in the area who has her own PR firm, um, questions on how these people could grow their business and also, you know, explaining ways that I think that they could create buzz, you know, at little or no cost. And that's where I first met Debbie. And then we reunited a couple of weeks ago on an RFP we were working on. And then she told me about Miss USA. And she said, um, Miss PA USA, I have to get that correct. Um, <laughs> USA doesn't have the talent um, portion. So people get confused. Oh, is that right? America oh, okay. And Miss USA. 
And she said, you know, she needs help. She needs some sponsors. And would you want to do the PR with me? We went to lunch and we discussed it. And she said, you know, would you want to do the traditional PR with me? And then she also needs a social media sponsor. So Debbie's more or less doing the traditional PR. I'm going to help help her with it though and distribute press releases and get press out there but mainly my company is doing the social media for Jessica so we're working with Jessica so my staff now is putting together content for the week for her Mm -hmm. and last night I suggested things for her because we're dealing with her Pinterest her Tumblr her um, Facebook, her Twitter, her LinkedIn, everything, her videos and it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I recommend it because I always see Ali Fedotowski, she was an old bachelorette mini blog on her Facebook about The Bachelor and Jessica, you know, gives us a little synopsis of what she loves and what she watches. She said she doesn't watch much TV, but she watches The Bachelor and she watches another show. And I said, well, why don't you mini blog like Ali Fedotowski does? I noticed like she'll be like, that was a bad move, Jessica. I think she just ruined, you know, getting the rose or, you know, what was she wearing? That was awful to, um, you know, I think that was sweet what The Bachelor did tonight. I mean, little mini blogging like that and that ex-bachelorette gets hundreds of comments so I recommended tomorrow for Jessica on Facebook I guess I saw The Bachelor last night I don't really watch it either but she said it's on again tomorrow night and I recommended her to to mini blog Um, but post from that I guess we're always just kind of creating content from her we're trying to find out what her fashion trends are what jewelry she likes what she's wearing what her events were uh, Debbie and I are actually going to a Philly do-gooder event on Thursday and at that event she's kind of emceeing the red carpet and Debbie and I are there just to kind of to meet and greet and kind of be her guest keep it going exactly keep the flow going. What, so, what is her her what is her platform or what is it typically um she's they have something she's that into autism okay so we're trying to get her connected to autism speaks out in by the, i have a contact out in bucks county near the oxford valley mall because oxford valley mall is my client and i would sometimes get autism speaks to to promote a, like a caring santa event where they would just do um, like have a Santa event just for special needs kids and special needs kids would come out and sit on Santa's lap and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so Debbie and I are just kind of working with her, helping her get a car. She needs a car. She basically gets everything sponsored from from her spray tanning to her nails to yoga to massages wow. Wow. to her clothes. I mean, everything gets sponsored, her wow. social media, her PR. Because she I wanted, a car. yeah, when you talked about the blogging and, and, and I, I always wonder how, you know, she, she needs an income. But I guess as Miss Pennsylvania, you're saying that, you know, a lot of the things that she uses. Um, all sponsors. All sponsors. Wow. So because the, the blogging doesn't really bring in any income. It just it's just engagement a, and followers. Right. Kind of gives her a fan following for when she's in Vegas, which I believe is in June. So is her next step to go um, and compete to, for Miss Universe? Um, well, she's Miss Pennsylvania, so the next step is to become Miss USA. Miss USA, right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, so she's just the state winner okay. for USA, and then they all go to compete in Vegas this summer. And there's a big send-off party we're doing for her at Bellani's in Philadelphia, so she'll have a cake and hors d'oeuvres and liquor. And, you Where know, is she all from? All the press will be coming out. You know, I'm not sure. I want to say closer to Pittsburgh, but I could be wrong. Okay. I'll look that up. Okay. Not yeah. local, not Philadelphia area. I don't believe so. She lives on Broad Street mm-hmm. in Philadelphia, but I I could be wrong. I'd have to look it up. But okay. I feel like it's more Pittsburgh oriented. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that'll be a fun client to yeah, have. Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, that's going to keep it's you very busy. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the um, the social media. And for our listeners, a lot a lot of our listeners are, are women who I'm hoping um, are inspired by women like you who are out there doing what it is you love to do and, and earning a living doing it. Um, what are some of your recommendations for kind of managing that social media? As you said, there's, you know, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn, there's your Facebook page, your website. That's a lot to manage. And it's so much. Wh- the judge you- group is my biggest client for social media. And they have, I mean, 20 pages on Twitter, you know, 10 or 11 on Facebook. LinkedIn, it's a recruiting firm primarily. So LinkedIn is a big asset for them. Plus we do their YouTube and also Instagram and Pinterest. But that's kind of at the back end because there's such a big presence in recruiting. We focus mostly on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, but we use Hootsuite and it's a site that you can manage multiple, you know, pages at once. I've heard of that. Yes. So that helps, but we still have to get content approved. 
um, you know, it's, it's very process oriented there. It's like building a robot. So it's not like some of my clients, like the sports cave, when there was an athlete signing, I can kind of post whatever I want, post pictures, little sports comments. I mean, they want everything approved and that's what we're going to do for Miss Pennsylvania. But, um, we use Hootsuite. So if each content, so since the judge group has so many pages, it'll be like judge technology solutions, the judge group main page. Can you, t- Berkeley can you tell me what the yeah. judge group is? It's a professional staffing and consulting oh, company. Oh, okay, okay. And the owner also owns a portion of the Philadelphia Soul, which is another client of mine. Okay, great. So that's Arena Football. But they're involved in a lot. They have about 500 employees. They're based in Conchahawken. I work out of there on Tuesdays, and my employee works out of there today and Fridays. Um and they have 5,000 contractors. They're also big in China, Canada. They're growing. Wow. So, yeah, they're mostly recruiting, though, but they have recruiting for every vertical, pretty much. Engineering, manufacturing, IT, health, food and beverage. So they're supplying jobs for literally, like... Every industry. Every industry. And they're starting one for vets. Vets kind of transitioning from war into the workplace. They're having a launch for that tomorrow. I love so, that. And that's huge, because yeah, unemployment that is, is pretty high. I have Inc. Magazine at home, and it... I, I saved a picture of it, but I think it's like over 10% are unemployed when they come out of war. Yeah. And um, so it's going to help them get jobs. Um, the owner wants to do a Navy Army game, but for arena football, um, so indoor. But um, it's really hard to manage those pages, but we have meetings there every Tuesday at 10 a.m. We work with the social media team. It's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of, okay, well, this content's approved, but it's only approved for, for these pages, not every page. But you can kind of do it all at once in Hootsuite. Mm-hmm. You can do it manually, but it would take time, more time. Is that similar to, I keep hearing, and this might sound silly, but the cloud, the cloud. The I keep cloud. hearing about the cloud, the that it's something that can kind of, it's one place to manage all your different Are they talking social about the cloud? media. I, I'm not sure what it is with social media. I know... I, cloud is the huge word this year because our iPhone the 5 backs up to the cloud my Mac Air backs up to the cloud and it's basically like your storage system in the sky but there's a lot of cloud-based technology solutions out there where everything's kind of backing it up into the sky so it's not just per se stuck on your computer if you lose your computer you still have the information they call it the sky but it's obviously held somewhere in some capacity <laughs> somewhere but I've out never there heard of the cloud for social media i know there's tweet deck i like hootsuite better than tweet deck but i'll have to look that up i mean well i could be totally wrong i just yeah. you know, i'm always trying to figure out how to simplify right. all the things i'm managing um because it gets a little crazy it does yeah i think i thrive on craziness that must be it <laughs> that's that add you be. talked it about earlier <laughs> i like everything difficult for whatever reason makes it more fun i know um do you can you tell me any funny stories or um, anything that stands out over the years with all the work you've been doing and you do a lot of traveling that maybe some catastrophes with some PR sometimes things don't go exactly as planned and There's a has lot anything of that. like that happened a lot of that I feel like I'm just trying to <laughs> every day what incident to, to show to tell you about um there's always a catastrophe I'm just trying to think of the one where I was like running around the most or something doesn't arrive or there's a red carpet that comes with a stain on it and the event's about to start and you have to, you know, take the time Flip it when over. you're all dressed up and call someone and have an argument on why are they sending dirty carpets to this event and have them rushed here. I remember that happening because it's like I'm all dressed up and ready to go, but then I have to deal with like a last minute problem. If we were doing a pharmaceutical launch at Positano Coast in Philly, they were debuting a new product for skincare that was just specific to Philadelphia sales reps. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were getting these red carpets shipped in and before the event, but not too much before, because I guess they couldn't get them any earlier. And, you know, the ones that came in were just super dirty. So at the last minute, we have to, you know, it's like the last thing you want to deal with. So I always have problems like that that I have to solve. And I try to calm myself down. It's just like, it's what happens, you know? Well, that's thinking quick on your feet. You know, you have to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something funny, though. I mean, there has to be something funny. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to put you on the spot. (laughs) I know when I'm going to leave here, I'm going to think of 10 funny things. Right. There's always something. Um, Trying to think of something like quirky or fun that I could tell you about. Um, maybe hmm. with the sports, uh, the sports, the, sports, the yeah. athlete signings that we do, um, or the show, the show. Well, the show Lou likes talking to me about my dating life. So that's why he's like, we need you back on the show. <laughs> no, you know, oh, maybe we should talk about that. <laughs> that know. would be interesting. Anything going on there? No. no. So if anyone's single out there, <laughs> no, I broke up with my boyfriend in December. Okay. The whole system's so. going to crash now <laughs> when they see Jennifer's picture. <laughs> she just threw that out there. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, we broke up in December. So yeah, it's hard to find good eggs. 
I'd have to say. Oh, I know a couple. We'll talk after the show. Okay. I know a couple. Um, you know, it's something I'd love for you to do is, is just to give some, um, some pointers, some advice to women that are listening um, about how, you know, you mentioned the very beginning of the show to always say, you know, this is what I want to do and I can do it. And that sounds very kind of vague and general, but yeah, I totally yeah, how do you, believe that. How do, you, how do you get someone to believe it the way you do? I think they have to a believe in themselves, but B try it. Cause I think trying and doing it actually gives you the confidence that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can cut yourself short by any means until you try it. I mean, you have to try. And I think if anyone wants something, I actually know this, they can make it happen because I used to look and say, how the hell am I going to, do this on TV, you know, be a reporter. But then practice makes perfect and you get yeah. out there and you have the confidence and you keep trying. Well, and, and the mistakes, they are they are part of that journey, exactly. right? Learn every, you can't I'm you know, really hard on myself too. So every live shot, if I had one flub, I'd be really upset at myself. But you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Most people at home don't notice. That's what, you know, you find out as time goes on. Right. They're not as critical as you are. Right. But with any business, I think if you know what you want, your passion will drive you. And that's what will keep me working 24-7 or keep me going. Mm -hmm. Because if it's your passion, you'll keep doing it. You won't give up. There's no reason to give up because you're making it happen. But I think just I love like reading any type of inspirational book. I love The Alchemist. That's my favorite book. I just believe on not giving up. Don't leaving, you know, don't you know, close any doors on anyone. Relationship building is huge. I think if if it weren't for my relationships, I wouldn't be where I am. And don't you think a, a, a huge part of that is is being who you're true true to yourself, exactly. your authentic self, who you are. Exactly. I think people respond well to that. I do too, and yeah. I think I've always liked people, so I'm very fortunate because a lot of like my sister and my friends will just be like, "You exhaust me," you know, when I'm not always <laughs> on talking to people or on my phone, and they're just like, "How do you do it?" And yeah. I guess I'm born to do it. I don't yeah. know. You're genuinely interested, yeah, as am so. I, which is why I wanted to do this show. Yeah, I you just should. You're I'm great. fascinated with people and I and their too. stories, and I love to have you on proper hockey and interview you as well <laughs> my son would love that <laughs> yes wear a flyer shirt oh I will I will <laughs> well we only have a few minutes left so before we end okay. the show I would love for you to give any contact information out that um, you might want to share with the listeners if, if someone wants to get in touch with you sure my website is www.jennacommunications.com that's with an s my Facebook is Jennifer Sherlock. I can't add people there, but you can subscribe to my public updates or add me at Jenny Bentley. That's another page I created. That's another private joke or I could tell you about it. But you can add <laughs> me there. Time. I also have a Jenna Communications LLC fan page on Facebook. And my Jenny Bentley is my my Twitter handle. And uh, I also have a Jenna Communications Twitter handle. And... Um, my email is jsherlock, S-H-E-R-L-O-C-K, at jennacommunications.com. If that's too hard to remember, I also have jensherlock at gmail.com. And I think that's it. You can pretty much find me everywhere, and I'll answer you on LinkedIn. It's Jennifer Sherlock. <laughs> I, I, I get think pinged you can on Google your name, and, yeah. and your info will come up. You can find me anywhere. <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jennifer, Thank for coming for in today. Me. It was fun. It was a great show. We'll have you, you in again another time. I appreciate it. That's it, gang, for this week of Women to Watch. And again, if you're listening, I would love to hear from you with any feedback or if you would like to reach out and come in to be a guest on the show. So please feel free to call me at 215 313 Five five six one, or send me an email to srocco233 at gmail. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week. Let's go.